dogs can't swallow with their eyes open. I don't have anything too clever to say, so... Test, test, test. Testing on the podcast. There's a thing, and it seems like it's a thing, but I don't know. <laughs> Hi, we're the Reading Queens, and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're back for another episode. Welcome. We're very excited you're here, and we're very excited to be here. So, um, I'm Valia. Hi. I'm Kay. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tess. Yeah, and we are back for our trope episode, which let me just tell you, everybody here is ridiculously excited about. Yes, so. we are. I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm, she says that every time, but we are actually no, but extra excited. time. It's for real. You guys, we're always excited, okay? Because we love this podcast, but yes. Yes. Just, just like a little extra level. Just a little <laughs> extra. But before we get there, we're gonna we're gonna make you guys wait. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm torturing the girls here <laughs> and we're making fine. them talk about their life first. <laughs> how's everybody doing? How's how's the week? Uh, it's real hot. Um, I just want to say that as soon as we pushed record, all of a sudden I had to cough. Okay, there's just something about that record button that's like I'm totally fine, but then as soon as I can't cough, then it's like <laughs> I have to cough. <laughs> Don't think about not coughing. <laughs> oh my so, goodness! Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> it's fine. I just cut it out. We're good. Yeah, you don't hear the coughs. They still happen nope. secretly. Oh. Magic. <laughs> it is still hot, of course. Yes. Yes. Do you go like? Does anyone else go to the beach? I go to the beach multiple times a week because. And everyone's always like, you don't live near the ocean. And I just want to have it on record. You don't have to have an ocean to have a beach. That's not a requirement. You have to have sand and water. <laughs> and that is the beach. There is a beach by me, and it is not a nice beach. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Is also, it, like, gross? Or? Yeah, the water's just... Uh, it's actually better than it used to be, but it's, um, yeah... You need to like shower after you go to the beach. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not as appealing. <laughs> it's like a lake, so it's not. Anyway. Well, we have a really, really nice beach by our house, and we've been going there a lot. And you guys, guess why I saw last time? What'd you see? Two starfish. And they were so oh, big. I was, like expecting it to be a celebrity or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would I care about a person? <laughs> I get way more excited about animals. But oh, it, that is cool. Two so starfish. Cool. Like, I, that has been like on my like dream. Because I, I mean, I love like marine life, and that has been my dream to like see one in the wild, especially because we see see so many like cool like clams we see a bunch of really big crabs um there are no sand dollars on our beach but like i've been like i we looked up what kind of like marine life is in that ocean and there are octopus and there are um jellyfish and um sea stars and we have seen some jellyfish and we see them stranded on the beach a lot so those are sad because they are no longer alive um but yeah we saw starfish (laughs) because the tide was super super low and it was huge and pink, and I pet him. <laughs> and I, go, I took a video, and then I saw another one, like, not too far from that. But, like, every time we're there, we see seals. There's always seals out there. I haven't seen a whale yet, so that's, like, next on my, like, list of things I want to see. Um, but it's a Puget Sound, and there's there's definitely whales there. I just haven't seen one at this beach yet. I did see a whale one time, though, at a different beach, and I was so excited. It was, like, my childhood happy 
happiness like coming out it was like but no one else on the beach saw it i did i think i oh. took a video but that was like an old phone Magic. but it was it was like a it was an orca but like Aww. it was on its own and so no one believes me They're like orcas are in pods I'm like it was an orca and i saw it and i was the only one looking and nobody else <laughs> did well maybe we the others you. were just under the water yeah they could have been and i like watched them for a while and i'm like looking i'm like why isn't anyone else like so amazed because to me i'm like it's like basically <laughs> like seeing a fairy or like a magical creature it's a whale <laughs> i agree i've seen an orca oh, pod once oh, and it was amazing it was at uh the vancouver fairy landing like to go Ooh, across the vancouver okay. island and we've been driving for i can't remember how long i had come from alberta so i had been like i took the bus with my parents and we drove like all day and it was like 30 hours and then we missed the ferry and i was like we'll just hang out here for two hours <laughs> and then there was an orca pod and i was like everything is worthwhile oh that would have made me so, <laughs> so special that's that awesome cute. So it was really funny that you're talking about the beach and like not having sand dollars. So I just saw this video on TikTok of this woman and she was like, let me show you what an alive sand dollar looks like because you guys don't know that these things are alive, you know, because like people apparently are amazed that the the white ones that you find are not like the live they're, they're right. actually alive creatures yeah. you know and i was like this is this not a like a known thing but okay well anyway so she picks one up where her and her kids are and it's like this dark color and she's like showing how it's like shimmering and all this stuff and then she just breaks oh, it what? and and like i just i like my and heart stopped for a second Okay, no, it wasn't. It was already dead. It was right before oh. it dries to okay. become white. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the comment. So then she like walks over to another place and actually picks up a live one, and so all the comments in there are like, "I just thought I witnessed a murder." You gotta <laughs> tell me the colors of the, like the live ones and the recently dead yeah, and the stuff. Oh my gosh. And it, oh, yeah. That's- Funny. It was hilarious though. People were like flipping out. Well, and I that's was, like, probably yeah. she probably found that sand dollar. Was like, oh, I know what I'm gonna do with this. Yeah, <laughs> to make a bunch of people freak out. That's how you go viral. Yeah, it was great though, and it was really cool though, cause like I've never I've never seen like a recently dead one. I've seen like a live one, and I've seen obviously the ones that they like sell and whatever. And you can find on the beach, but I've never seen one recently dead. And so, like, the shimmer that is on their bodies before they, like, dry out and stuff like that is really pretty. And so I was like, that's really cool. It's like a last hurrah or whatever. As it dies, it's like, (laughs) look at me, I'm beautiful. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a living one either. Like, I knew that they were a live creature and that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that the things that we see are dead. I knew that, but I don't think I've ever seen one. I haven't either. I haven't either. So I've only seen the dead ones. Well, she hasn't, she wasn't on like a, um, like an ocean beach or anything like that. Like they were kind of walking through water, like maybe like a pond or something like that, or like a swamp. Like that's what it looked like more than just like a regular beach. Oh, it could have been like a lagoon so or something like, like run off from the ocean. Yeah. So I was like, that's probably why. Cause we like, they're, they're, you know, they're on the bottom of the ocean. Like nobody's gonna, yeah. <laughs> they're just gonna go get one, you know, to see a live one or whatever. But it was just, it was funny to me that nobody knew that they were actual, like living, moving creatures. <laughs> I'm like, what did you think it was? I don't get it. But whatever. Just something pretty that the beach I gave us. <laughs> the ocean just spits out random stuff, apparently. Anyway, yeah. That's Side cool. note. We don't have a beach here. I, have I know. I'm looking up what they look like <laughs> now. So oh. I should see if I can find that video and I'll post it yeah, you in our Insta stories so we can 
we can scare everybody else <laughs> if they don't if they don't listen <laughs> to this we'll first. Know who listened first. Like, if yeah. you had listened yeah. to the podcast you would have known so that's on you <laughs> precisely precisely anyway i don't know it's just funny to me but are we good Tess, didn't you have something oh, else? Oh, yeah. To I want to tell some, say something that only is going to be relevant to you because these other two ladies are not going to care. But I watched a oh. really good thriller show this weekend. I like binged it in okay. a couple days. She's it right, Kay. So good. <laughs> yeah. Kay's not even listening. Not, out now. I'm not even listening. They're sorry. <laughs> Anyways. I don't like scary things. Okay. It honestly wasn't like that scary. It was a little more mystery, but it did have some darker and grim content. But it's called Tell Me Your Secrets. And it was I think it was an Amazon original. I, I get it confused it between what I watch on um, HBO, but yeah, it was a it was um, Amazon original, but it was so good. Like I love thriller shows, but this one was just like I did predict the ending about like two episodes before it happened, which was fun. I don't like when I predict it too early, but when I predict it and I were closer then, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I wasn't expecting was that this is a series, not a mini series, because most thriller shows that I watch are like based off of a book, and so it's like a mini series of like six episodes, One and, done. and I never yeah. have to like watch it again. And it's not that I don't want to watch it again. I just really wanted everything to be wrapped up so I could like. But there's just there's still loose ends at the end. I'm like, what? I'm like, I, I was telling my husband like afterward, I was like, I did not expect that there was gonna be more. I'm like, I was not ready for this ending. Um, but it was really well, it's good. So, it's so funny because it really doesn't matter if it ends on a cliffhanger or not. But if you're not expecting it, that's a totally different experience. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know? If you're just like, you need to be emotionally prepared. Like there was this show that we were watching that I thought was a TV show with lots of episodes. And then I found out like three fourths of the way through, it was a movie that was about <laughs> to end. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I need to emotionally prepare myself for this. Wait, was that the Enola one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. It has really almost good. like a show it. feel to it, though, yeah. that one. It so does, yeah. I understand that. I totally thought it was just like episode one. <laughs> setting up the I mean, story. there'll be more. So yeah. You get an episode so once movies. a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's well, funny. It's the same with books, though. Like, it's the whole thing when you think you're reading a standalone and then you're like, there is no way this is going to get wrapped up in the next two chapters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, wait, this is a series. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> when I read Cinder, I thought that it was going to be, you know, the Lunar Chronicles, as we mentioned <laughs> in every podcast that I've been, apparently. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I thought it was the kind of series where it was standalones but like right, each so book was a different tale, fairy so tale mm -hmm. so then I got to the end of that book P.S. it's not a standalone definitely <laughs> a cliffhanger and I was like uh, uh, uh. that's exactly <laughs> how I felt I wasn't I thought yeah. this we were gonna get a, the full Cinderella story in one yeah. since I saw that each one was like a different fairy tale and then we get to the end and I'm like okay so he's gonna go after her and then they're gonna like make up and they're gonna look happily ever after I'm like wait what <laughs> It keeps yeah. going in the next book, and I was, like, so shocked. <laughs> yeah, see, if you know, I think if I had known, I would have been fine, but I definitely did not know, so I got to the end, and I was like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the next book very quickly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless you read something when it first comes out. Oh, and then, and then you, you have like, to wait. wait. Yeah, yeah, then you don't. 
hey, luckily, I didn't even know about it till years later. Until so. it, yeah. <laughs> no, I just read recently. Um, oh my gosh, what is the name of it? The Blade of Secrets. Oh yeah. By, uh, oh, Trisha Levenseller. Yeah. So I have come to expect standalones from her. And this one is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I was like surprised because by the time like the book was ending, I was like, wait, wait, what? And so like probably like two chapters before the end, I went on Goodreads and saw I do that, that all they have <laughs> another book coming. I was it's like, a duology. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Oh, is it? A, this one's a duology. I don't know. It might it be is. a trilogy. Are it you sure? It is a duology. Well, actually, this is random. I actually met her a, a few months oh, ago. yeah. And oh, talked okay. to her in person about it, and she said it was a duology. So, oh, okay. I mean, you never know in publishing, because sometimes something's supposed to be a duology, but then gets changed to a trilogy. Yeah, that so, happens a lot. You know, who yeah. knows? But at least That's originally, true. it was meant to be a duology. So. Oh, cool. Okay, I can. I guess I can see that. But yeah, that ending, I was like, uh, <laughs> no. So I should wait for book two to come out before I read it? Yeah, you probably should wait. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, okay, biggest cliffhanger. We'll talk about the book I read for this trope. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. And I was still, but I was just, I think it was just because I was surprised because everybody was just like, she writes standalones, blah, blah, blah. And then I well, her first like, the series pirate... isn't, yeah. Right. I was like, her pirate books are not a standalone. So I don't know who lied to me <laughs> about this book. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, I don't appreciate this. Um, but I like, like, it was such a fast read that I was like flying through it. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's cool. So, yeah. I actually got that book signed by <gasps> her, and I still oh, haven't nice. read it, so I gotta hurry and read it. Oh uh, yeah, or wait for you book can... two to come out. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, I would be very curious to hear what you think about it, though, because I it's not promoted as this, and nobody ever mentions it. But there's something that comes up in it that I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, is this is this what I think mystery. it is? You know. So yes, I'm like, that was like the most vague thing you possibly could have said. <laughs> There's a thing, and it seems like if it's I a thing, but I don't know. It's something, I know, but if happens. I say anything else, like it would, you're gonna be like prepared or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, so no, that's good. I like having no knowledge whatsoever. I like having the cover, and that's it. I don't even read blurbs yeah. before I read. Really? Books, so yeah. I like being semi spoiled. I, I feel like they give away too much. I want to discover it the way the author wanted me to discover it i don't know <laughs> I just like reading I, guess. Book. I sometimes read the blurb when i'm like a third of the way into the book if i can't figure out who the love interest is supposed to be and i'm like there's a romance right and i'll click and i'll be like oh yeah you can just tell by the way they structure blurbs right like even yeah. if they don't say yeah, it's a yeah, romance yeah. you're like and then they mentioned this character and you're like oh it's him okay good perfect i'll just keep reading <laughs> okay now. we're good that's all i needed to know <laughs> oh that's true that's funny i have done that yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if I read blurbs all the time. I don't. I read blurbs like a million times. Then I'll read them when I start the book and I'll read them like in the middle of it. Um, Especially if I, I don't know. I don't know what makes me do it, but sometimes I will just like need to go read a blurb. Or sometimes if I'm like kind of confused about the direction something's going, I'll go and read a couple reviews just to like see. I'm weird. I mean, I don't do that with everything, but if there's a book that just like, I'm like not quite like understanding like where it's going and I feel like I need a little more insight. Yeah, I'm, it's 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 a kind of a weird thing. That is so funny. You're like an interactive reader. Yeah, it's not just the book. You've got to. Read I mean, I like. So the thing cool. is, I like being spoiled 
like I like being prepared and spoiled to a very certain point like I don't love going to books blind but I also don't want to be totally spoiled so I actually like when I'm like a little bit spoiled and that's kind of probably why I like romance um the romance subgenre so much is because you already know that like they're gonna end up with the love interest and you're pretty there's a pretty clear like unless it's a love triangle then like there's a pretty clear like sign of who it's gonna be and then the like mystery and the fun is figuring out how they get there because when it starts it's like it doesn't seem like it's possible that they can get there even though you know they are and I love that I really love, I love that, that like I love knowing that it's gonna mm-hmm. happen because it puts me at ease and that's the thing that you guys has been stressing me out about uh the romance genre in um in movies and shows because it's harder I've been wishing because okay so when it comes to books you can tell by like the cover and the blurb whether it's a romance or whether it's women's fiction or literary fiction it's not quite as clear in movies and I'll be watching a movie that's like oh this is gonna be a romance and then like it's not like okay some of them you know it's gonna be sad okay the fault in our stars I was prepared for that that's one of those things I wanted to be a little spoiled by or else I would have gotten in the end and been like wait they don't live happily ever after it's pretty <laughs> obvious so if you know the premise okay but um let's just bring up a certain one um I don't know if I want to spoil this but I'm going to what's it called Do last it. Christmas the movie spoiler. last Christmas Oh yeah, yeah, I thought that 100%. was I thought that was a romance. Uh, guess who ruined it for me though? But it also helped me. My husband predicted the ending. We were like halfway oh, through it, too. and he's like, "What mm-hmm. in blah blah?" And I just turned it and looked at him. I'm like, "No, no, that can't <laughs> be it." And then every sign pointed to him being right, and I was just like, "If I didn't already know that, I probably would have been sobbing and devastated at the end." But at the same time, I was just like dreading the ending but I was like okay so this is more of a story about the woman's growth this is not a romance yeah. this is not a happily ever after romance that yeah, I was starting where somebody dies I hate that people die at anybody at all but no anything that's like it's supposed to be you know like especially if it's the love interest and the love interest dies I'm like that is not my kind of book okay yes. <laughs> or movie I have I'm not like, watched no. or read a fault ha- in our stars because yeah, I'm like so good though that's one of those ones I forgive it it just because I know that it's not it's definitely a love story but it's not a romance and it's like it's a coming of age heart-wrenching story and it was so good I didn't read the book though but I saw the the movie but there's not a lot of movies where I feel the same about like unless I'm prepared I need to be prepared and the the lines are so much more blurred in film and and well I guess not really tv show tv show is different but like in film it's so you don't get a cover and a blurb to figure out because they usually sell it the same way they're like these two quirky teens meet and blah blah yeah. blah and love blah, there's blah, just blah. so much more like crossover of people who watch lots of different genres so the genres don't have to be as specific yeah. i think with movies as they do with books like i almost watched um what's that okay i almost watched and read the book me before you and then I got the ending spoiled oh, and I was no. like okay I'm See, not gonna another watch another one I would never ever read, the book. read or watch. I thought that was gonna be uh, like because the you watch the preview this looks like a, a romance a classic romance yeah, classic it does look like a romance the way it's marketed yeah I read the book I read the fall in the stars book as well but with me before you I just don't trust her in romantic comedies is <laughs> <laughs> that so, what's supposed to be a romantic comedy no, like, like, like in romance, like just I don't trust her in romance. Okay, I'm sorry, Amelia Clark. I just don't trust you to be in a romance oh, the movie. Oh, I, thought you the author. I thought you were talking yeah. about JoJo Moya. I was like, that's oh, not no, no. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. No, anyway, I just don't trust her. 
No, but the uh, the last Christmas was the same experience. Oh. I went to the movie theater with my parents, and I predicted the ending like really fast, oh, no. like really in the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, I leaned over to my dad, who doesn't care about spoilers, and he's like, I think so too. And my mom's sitting between us, and she's like, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't help it. But yeah, so that's really funny. funny. Well, now I'm never gonna watch it. Oh, yeah, don't. yeah, honestly, it's good, don't. but like, it's not a romance. If you want to be like really sad and like heartwarmed and heartbroke. Sad on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> that was like the worst thing, right? Because we have a certain expectation when it comes to Christmas movies. Yeah. Well, that's, and I mean, that's, that's totally cultural too because I have learned that in other countries, they don't necessarily have like these heartwarming stories for Christmas. They're like sad. That is normal. Yeah. So if it, if the book was written by an author or is it, does it come from a book? Maybe it doesn't come from a book. The last Christmas? I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, just... <laughs> <laughs> I think just some jaded people don't want to be happy at Christmas and they want to bring yeah. everyone else down. Yeah, maybe. We should Whatever. do a Christmas episode coming up on we Christmas and talk about all our yeah. Christmas like opinions about Christmas <laughs> stories. Christmas read some Christmas stories. books, like 10 Blind Dates that I have on my Kindle and I really want to read it during the summer. <laughs> It'll help cool you yeah. down a bit. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Um, I was going to say my favorite movie is a Christmas movie. What movie? But anyway, while you were sleeping. Oh, I love that movie. I haven't seen that in so long. So good. I watch it every year. I watch it every year. I make my parents watch it with me every year. I make my husband watch it every single time. (laughs) (laughs) I watch it every year, and then one year I was um, because my husband used to always work nights, and then he was working days, and I'm like, I guess you're watching my Christmas movies with me. So (laughs) we watched it, and he was like, Oh, this is really good. And then Aww. this year, he was like, let's try something else. I can't remember what we watched, but it was terrible. Oh, it was a holiday. The holiday oh, I love that like, one. You didn't like uh, it? It just wasn't what I wanted. It was okay, too it's not like, a Hannah it's movie. Not, it's, a little yeah. bit it's, okay. it's more raunchy, but I it loved it. It was raunchier than I wanted um, for Christmas. Yeah, I could see not that. It's, it's definitely time, more but. of like the the new, like, modern love type no, thing. No, I don't want that. Yes. I liked and it, And he though. didn't even like it either. And really? I was like, this is what you get for suggesting <laughs> something other than while you were sleeping, which is clearly this one. Watch that in the holiday, and that is all. Yeah, my parents love that one too. Anyway, my so dad is actually me and Valia's parents. <laughs> we're on the same track. We're we're it's fine. No, um, my dad is a very big watch everything Christmas Hallmark movies with my mom, and I find it the sweetest that thing. That is adorable. Because like, it's not it's not his thing, and he just like loves them, and he'll always be like, if my mom sits down to watch a movie with with him, which doesn't happen very often, because you know we're just crazy busy right now. He's always like, all right, check out Amazon. Let's see what cutesy little Hallmark movie we can find. <laughs> and I'm just like, dad. That's cute. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's the cutest. I love it. Anyway. But speaking of love. I know. I was like, we don't have a good segue <laughs> from Christmas very movies. Off track. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to be trope. fair, we did sort of talk about what the trope is. Yeah, it was like, I could have segued out of uh, (laughs) Cinder, but I didn't, because, you know. But yes, for those of you who don't know, our trope episodes are basically, we pick a book the previous week, and all around the same trope, and then we discuss it. 
And this trope is kind of very near and dear to all of us. <laughs> some of us a little more than others because we have books published in this trope. Yeah. <laughs> and some of us don't. Um, <laughs> others of us just have entire series outlined in this trope but haven't written them yet. We're just waiting <laughs> for them to come. Yes. I mean, I'm like halfway there, right? I have the cover covers. in like five yeah. chapters. <laughs> anyway, so the, the trope, in case you need to need to spell it out for you, is... Fairy tale retellings. Yes! Fairy tale retellings. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so, Kay's going to start us off and talk about her book. And yeah, take it away. Okay, I read The Shadow Queen by CJ Redwine. Uh, this was cool. It's a Snow White retelling, by the way, which if you saw the cover, that would be pretty obvious because there's an apple. <laughs> So it's cool because I think I think one of my favorite things that she did that was a little bit unique is um, the Snow White character. I, I feel like she has a different name than that. And now I'm blanking on it. I'll, I'll, anyway, I'll figure that out in a second. But <laughs> uh, she has a little brother. So that was cool. Um, and OK, I say little brother, but he's like he's like basically her age. He's like just a couple years younger. So, um, so that was cool to have, uh, these two teenagers who are trying to save their kingdom, basically. Um, it was cool. I also liked how, uh, she has this hawk, I believe. It's an animal that she is, um, has like a telepathic bond with. I want a telepathic bond with a hawk. Yeah. Does it it give instructions? It was very cool. No. What? I said, does what? it give instructions on how to do this? <laughs> on how to do what? Get a telepathic <laughs> bond with the hawk. I want one. Uh, it Sorry, was cool. I'm distracting I, you. I do love those. <laughs> yeah, I do love the, um, you know, the animal companion. It's, it's kind of like that, an animal companion. Yeah. Well, yeah. it is exactly like that. Lorelai, by the way. I just found the answer. Good job. <laughs> Lorelai is her name. Not the hawk. The, the person. Okay. Yes, the one with the hawk. So uh, she's also discovering her magic throughout the book. Um, she is aware that she has it, but she is not really, uh, she's kind of nervous to use it because of various reasons. And so um, it's cool. And another thing that this story does is it tells Lorelai's story with, um, you know, the Snow White storyline with the evil queen and everything. But there is also the love interest. He is from a different kingdom. So you kind of get his, uh, the background of his kingdom and what's going on with him. And they end up having to work together. Um, it's pretty cool. Because that's like the biggest hole in the original like Snow White story and the Disney yeah. one too. Is you're like, who is this guy even? He just like rides by and he's like, I'm going to kiss you. And you're like, I guess that worked out. But. Yeah. So, so I always love seeing these ones how they do actually have a relationship yeah. in this one. Yeah. yeah. That's always nice. Instead of the just kissing part. I do like that about uh, fairy tale retellings because we get to like expand on those relationships that are yeah. kind of like just like barely like it's the at the, at the end of you know the the yeah. story or whatever See, that's why beauty and the beast is the best fairy tale to retell because they actually have a relationship yes in he's the in the story. whole story yeah it's like the yeah. only yeah. one all the other ones they like meet them at the end and they're like the reward for having gone through yeah. this like trial yeah. of their own personal nature but like we always think of fairy tales as romances but they're like 
the way that as readers we expect romances to be the original fairy tales are not quite so as writers um well rapunzel is another one where they do kind of get to know each other that's true i actually don't know anything about the original fairy tale so i don't know like i don't know what (laughs) he goes blind because of thorns which is why (laughs) oh that's that's why rapunzel ran in the Lunar Chronicle, yeah, the guy's name is Thorn, and he goes like, No, I had oh. not put that together. I think it's been too long since I read it, because I have, okay, my daughters, I have millions of fairy tale books, obviously, and we have one um, that's like a little golden book that has three in it, and I bought it because I liked the illustrations. And one of the, so Shocking. one of them's Rapunzel, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. And one of them is, um, oh, I forget what it's called, like Frogs and Diamonds or something, it's like this girl who is nice to a woman at a well and she turns into an enchantress and like every word the girl says like diamonds and jewels come out of her mouth which sounds terrible <laughs> and then her <laughs> then her mom's like sends the other kid but she's rude and like frogs and lizards and snakes come out of her mouth oh, and, wow. she <laughs> and that's like the story and then like at the very end on like the last paragraph she's like and then a handsome prince rode by oh my gosh beautiful and carried her off to be his wife and i was like what, what on earth? Oh, <laughs> that's kidnapping yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> it's like her smiling on a horse as they ride away. And I was like, this isn't even in the plot. Like, what is happening right now? But she had diamonds and pearls. So. And she was beautiful and kind um, or something. Uh, this like, is yeah. so funny because my mom bought a Little Mermaid book because she hated the Disney version of Little Mermaid <laughs> so much. She hated it so much that she's like, I'm going to show you the real fairy tale. Okay, you're going to so you know the cry real yourself story. To sleep at night. Which, by the way, is not a happy ending. For those it's a yeah. 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 <laughs> not a romance it's like one of those heartbreaking stories it, it does have a happy ending to some degree but well just for not someone just not really <laughs> yeah. a character no the main character she finds peace in a way but it's just yes. not what you want it to be right. <laughs> anyway, and so yet it's was... still my favorite fairy tale is it that's it's a little yeah. one. If you're the kind of person who likes the sad stories, it's a good one. The original. I don't, but, but that one. <laughs> That's Hans Christian reason. Anderson, though. Hans Christian yeah. Anderson was all about like the sweet, morally good girls who die. <laughs> yeah. Really That's true. Like, enjoy the little match That's girl, everyone. True. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, that one, that one makes me cry. <laughs> See, this is why we love writing retellings. Me, anyway. I look at it and I'm like, okay, here's the stuff that's in the original and here's the stuff that's in disney and then here's the stuff that i like and then i just yeah. like i yeah, feel like i just put them in a bottle together. and i shake it yep. all up and then i'm like look at this story that came out i wish it was actually that easy to write books but it's kind of like yeah how it goes i'm like well i don't like this part so i'm not putting that in <laughs> well i appreciate that they do stay they do stay true to the story a lot of the times. And actually with Frozen, I liked Frozen, but I really wish that they had kept more to the story of the Snow Queen because I love I just the story don't of even, the Snow Queen. I don't even consider it a retelling. No, anymore. it's not at all. Like it's, vaguely yeah. kind it's of like inspired, inspired by. <laughs> yeah, nothing about it is the same know. as the fairy tale. No, I agree. So then it's hard because it's like, how do you do a fairy retell, fairy tale retelling that people recognize when the story that they recognize is nothing at all like the fairy tale? <laughs> I yeah. love the Snow Queen as well. That's when Hans Christian Andersen wrote a happy ending. He did it oh. at least once. Yes, he did, he did it just once. Just one time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We have like a long one of like the tin soldier and the ballerina. There's another 
steadfast tin soldier they like melt into a heart shape in the fire (laughs) what is wrong with these stories my Uh, mother-in-law bought a bunch for my kids and i'm like we're just not reading this one anymore oh my gosh (laughs) not that we've ruined all the fairy tales for you guys i mean unless you like (laughs) okay sorry they've been around for hundreds of years yeah Yeah, that's on you i'm sorry if i spoiled hans christian anderson Yeah. I've been interrupting a lot. Did you have anything more to say about the Shadow Queen? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay, actually, wait, I did take some notes. Let me see what... Oh, okay, this is actually just mostly about fairy tale retellings in general. So, uh, like Valia was saying, I love it how it can expand on the story and you get more of the character development that you don't always get in those original stories. And even in movies... Movies just move so much quicker, and they don't have as much as a book has in it. So it's cool when you get to have more of the relationship and just the characters develop. Also, this is just a note about fairy tales in general. I do not like it when people change the story too much or if they take away the happy ending. I remember (laughs) this was Mm -hmm. years ago, so I have no idea what the book title is. But my sister read this book about Cinderella, but it was – it's like she and the prince only got engaged at the end of Cinderella. And this was like after they got engaged. And she realized that it was stupid to just go and marry him, to decide to marry him. And she was happier without him, actually. And that was like supposed to be the happy ending. <laughs> it's like Into like, the Woods. Have you oh, seen that? Oh, or? yeah. Into oh, the Woods. Not ready That's for the that. Same thing, I, would, yeah, I was yeah. not prepared for Into the Woods. Yeah, I did not I, know what it was. And I was like, I do oh, wait. not like that. I'm <laughs> no. like, if you're going to give me a retail, Telling, you've got to give me the happy ending. You can't take away the happy ending yeah. that I'm expecting. Well, like we mentioned, there's plenty of sad endings. If you want to do that. Yeah, yeah there's already true. plenty of those. Go for The Little Mermaid, not for <laughs> Cinderella. Well, I think it's because like some people, I don't know. There's like two ways to look at fairy tales. I think some of us just like honestly love the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And we love like, I mean, I honestly love the Disney versions too. I don't care. I don't care. I love them. And Mm -hmm. I like the originals, even if they're different. And I love reading people's retellings, but it's because I love the story. Like, I love Cinderella and I love her and the prince to be together at the end. And I love the whole thing. And when people write like that, it's kind of like they're almost making fun of me for loving it. Yeah. It's like like they're too cool for the happily ever after. They have this different thing instead. And I feel a little like, oh, but But I I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, agreed. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) You want a complete thought? (laughs) I know. That was just like perfect. Do you want to talk about your book now? Guys, I have so many feelings. If I haven't, we haven't mentioned it, I write fairy tale retellings. I have one novel, two novellas, and another novel being written. So I think about them a lot. A lot. (laughs) All the time. All the time. I write so slowly that I am all the time thinking about the book. I read the. Uh, Bookish and the Beast by Ashley Poston, um, which is the third of her Once Upon a Con series. And uh, Geekerella is one of my favorites, but we already talked about Geekerella. And I haven't read the middle one, so you don't have to, I guess. They stand on their own. It's just kind of like there's characters. You're like, those characters got together and you missed it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, it is modern. It's a contemporary. There's no magic. Um, and her world, like, she kind of built this world that's, like, our world with all of our geeky things, but then there's, like, a complete fandom that she invented for these books called Starfield. So it's, like, there's Star Trek and Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica and Starfield. 
and everyone loves it just as much and it has cons and cosplayers and fanfics and like the whole gamut of stuff so her characters are always big starfield fans because what she came up with um and this one is about a girl who um she's <laughs> it's actually quite disney which is funny because it's contemporary so there's like this castle house and she goes into it because she was chasing this dog that she wanted to make sure this dog was okay and there's this whole thing and she comes across this library and she finds this book that was her mother's favorite book and her mother had passed away and it's like a starfield like tie-in novel like you know how star trek has like a million books mm -hmm. to go with it in star wars so these are like the starfield books and she pulls it out and she's looking at it and then she i can't remember how but she gets startled by this guy and falls in the pool with the book and the book was a first edition. Oh, no. Very expensive, oh. like <laughs> worth $1,500 book. And now it's ruined. So, I'm sorry, there's a pool in the library? I know. So I'm trying to remember how they get around in there. Oh, it's all in the okay. house. So it's like, <laughs> like not wait. in the library. Like she like wanders it. Maybe she hears a sound. I don't remember. Oh, okay. There's like this. this sorry, there's a gap continue. In my memory, but she goes library to pool. It turns out that the guy who knocked her into the pool is the actor who's like this bad boy actor who's playing the villain in the upcoming Starfield movie. He's like the Kylo Ren. And he's been sent by his parents to live in this like little small town till all sorts of drama dies down because he's had too much drama and gone to too much tabloid trouble. And they're like, just hide out there till the movie comes out because they're afraid that it'll affect the movie. Um, if he gets into any more trouble, it's this whole thing. So then she ends up having to work organizing the library at this house where he's staying um, to pay back the money that she owes for wrecking this book. So this is like how she's like, she's not like trapped at the castle, but she has to go there every day after school. <laughs> okay. Like organize these books. And he's kind of a like whiny, spoiled bad boy. And then, you know, they slowly like become better people. And there's a homecoming dance instead of a ball coming up. And there's a Gaston character who keeps thinking she wants to go to the dance with him. <laughs> and she does not. And uh, this whole thing, um, it's very cute. I liked, I think I liked Geekerella a little bit better. Geekerella actually made me cry in a good way um, because it was so geeky. And like the finale of it was so like, I felt so seen, but also it was romantic. I was like, this. <laughs> like I, I was a huge geek growing up, and I was a massive Star Trek fan and all that. So I'm like, I kind of understand how fandoms can have, like, really important places in people's hearts, and I feel like she gets that right. Yeah. So I love that about them, um, and this one does have that as well. But because it's kind of like more all in this little small town, it's like a little less. It's got a different feel. It's got a little more small town romance YA feel. But I recommend it. I don't actually read a lot of YA contemporary romances because sometimes I just like, I don't know, I'm kind of done with high school. Maybe. <laughs> I read adult contemporary romance and I read YA fantasy, but I don't love a lot of YA contemporary. But I do love these. And I think it is that geekiness just like reminds me of my my own geeky youth. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That sounds like... That sounds like a good premise. I loved Geekerella, so now I want to add this one to my list and read that too. It is pretty fun. And it was funny to see all the ways they tried to weave. I think there were roses the beauty involved. The yeah, the beauty and the beast. Like little subtle ways. Mm -hmm. In general, I'm kind of like, I don't know if we need it to be so Disney, 
but because it was contemporary, I think it kind of worked to have the Gaston character and all these other things because you don't have like a curse or like stuff yeah. like that to work around. You kind of needed the other elements to add a bit of drama to the series. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's so fun though, like to see just basically an outline of a fairy tale, right? And then just like see how it can be adapted into different genres mm-hmm. and different storytellings and stuff like that. And like you guys know, well, Hannah knows I've been like looking to read a lot of fairy tale retellings recently because I'm like in the beginning stages of writing my own. <laughs> but um, it's like, it's very, it's very interesting to see how people write like it's the same exact fairy tale mm-hmm. and it's just so different and you're like okay and then you like see something and you're like oh okay well that's that's definitely from disney or oh that definitely got inspired for like the original fairy tale you know what i mean like they just you it's like you said like you pick and choose and whatever and you put it into this outline and stuff but because every writer is like different then you get yes. like their interpretation of it so it's like such a fun thing <laughs> I always laugh because me and Tasanya have both written a Beauty and the Beast retelling and we both write mm-hmm. young adult and we both write Faye. And you would think that there would be like some vague similarities, but our books are <laughs> nope. so different. Yeah, like very completely different. like Well, the, the covers are both green. So. <laughs> I know okay, the covers are pretty similar. <laughs> and, and they're both illustrated. Yeah. We both drew our own covers. But yeah, like the everything's so different in them. Because mm-hmm. I'm always like telling people, I'm like, I don't know, like, I want to say if you like mine, you would like this one, but like, but, but they're really they're different. So different. But, like, yeah. they're really yeah. It's so funny it's how that like can happen, it. how there's just like, mm-hmm. you can do so much with like a similar, um, you know, type plot. So like for people who say like, oh, you know, I don't think I like fairy tale retellings because you know I don't like reading the same thing like there's some readers who say that they just don't want to have to like read the same thing again but like I feel like that comes for mostly from people who haven't really given them a chance or maybe from people who like aren't really a fan of the Disney versions like totally mm-hmm. give them a chance because every single one is going to be so different and there's going to be a subgenre that is like going to be your jam like if you like sweet ones and ones that are sweet and witty and bantery. Uh, hello, Hannah over here has some really good books <laughs> yeah. for you. What yeah. I do. And then if you want ones that are like, um, you know, contemporaries in the modern world, there's a ton like that. There's some that are like, you know, I don't know. There's just so many different ones. Give them a try. And they're all awesome. They're all so awesome, them. okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess not and, all. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, and it's okay not to like, like, if you will, we'll use the Beauty and the Beast retelling as an example. Like, it's okay if you don't like one. Like, you are you might love another one. That's the thing. It's like, you know the gist of the story, but like, an author will take it and make it their own. And like, while you not like one, you might not, you might love the other. So it's like, you can't judge like the fairy retelling, fairy tale retellings by one author or like by one book that you yeah. read. And actually that's a good point because I do find that the original fairy tales that I don't like as much, I usually don't like the retellings as much either. Oh, okay. You know, it's like yeah, my that favorite makes fairy tales. Yeah. Those are the retellings I always love the most. And I mean, I still like them, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it just it cracks me up when people are like, I hate Beauty and the Beast retellings. I'm like, okay, well, have you, how, what, what have you read? Well, I've read this book. I'm like, okay, cool. Have, have you read any other ones? Well, no. I'm like, okay, well, then you don't like that book. Like, that's yeah. all it is. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not it's the whole. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm like, like, little tangent there, but 
carry on, Tess. You want to tell us about your book? Yeah. So I read um, House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. And this is a 12 Dancing Princesses retelling. Um, And I read one other one before, like many, many years ago. So it was really cool to see how this one was going to compare. Because this one is, this one has like a little bit of like, um, like gothic, a little bit of horror, a little bit of thriller vibes in it and so the premise of this one is that there are 12 daughters the main character her name is Anna Lee um and I listened to this one on audiobook and I really like the audiobook version but you open up this story meeting Anna Lee and one of her sisters has just died and this is the fourth sister um if I'm remember remembering correctly that has died and there were 12 sisters at one point and their mother also died. So it's, you, and they're kind of talking about how like people kind of talk about them behind their back, like they're cursed and that they've just been in mourning. Um, so this is a fantasy book and the time period feels a little uh, Victorian, maybe a little Edwardian, which is my favorite fantasy, um, <laughs> either inspired by or historical fantasy. Like those are my favorite, um, those are my favorite time periods. Um, which is why I write in them. <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah. you also like that. That's, that's what I want. Well, it's inspired by. I'm not a historical yeah. writer, but I do like to write inspired by the Victorian era. It's just so great. So this one had those same feels. So as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, I chose a good one. Because, um, you know, they're talking about <laughs> social seasons. They want, they've just been in mourning for so long because um, they've just had one tragedy after another. And they're father just got remarried and she's pregnant and so there's they're getting a little bit of like um maybe pressure from the stepmother to you know come out of mourning earlier than is than what is normally appropriate because for that um that time period you're supposed to be in mourning there's expectations for the amount of time you need you can't go to parties you can't um come out to society you can't wear anything but and, and it's a long time I think it's like a year yeah like for the first it? six months so... there's certain things and then for the next six months there's like another certain things and then like so there's really there's some expectations so it's been, years, it's been like so long five years yeah or something like and so that, you know yeah. when they come out of mourning something else has happened and these girls are all young and they're all in the age where they should be out partying and finding husbands like by partying i mean going to balls and dinners not you know at a at a rave <laughs> looking longingly across the room yes at courting having touching <laughs> their gloved hands yes a nice courtship <laughs> um so you know you kind of feel for them because uh and, and all the sisters have different opinions annalee is a little bit more on the conservative side like we should be mourning our sisters but then the other ones the older one she's like I want to go out and get a husband like we should be you know why are we still mourning like this just keeps happening um and then so what we also first learn is that the first three deaths of the sisters were pretty obvious how they happened um and there was nothing really like super mysterious about them but the fourth sister the one that we open up at her um at her funeral, there were mysterious conditions that aren't super clear. And from there, you start to get that mystery, um, gothic horror feel to it. And then you, it starts to get a little more like haunty. <laughs> There's some like haunting mm-hmm. feelings. And you can tell it's built in from the start that people are talking about how the sisters are cursed. Um, and then when it starts to get a little bit more into that 12 dancing princesses, Uh, feel to it is they find a portal that takes them to other places and they get to go out dancing and that's when it all starts they have the shoes just like the original where their father buys them all these beautiful dancing slippers and um eventually he realizes that they're getting worn out like every night and he can't figure out why um 
I will say that it gets really trippy. <laughs> um, you do start to, there are some things where you, like you start to see that there's like these hauntings, but then you're like, is it real or is it not real? Is she, is this all in her head? Um, and it does get pretty trippy at some point where I'm just like, what is actually happening? Um, it was really good. I wasn't really sure what to expect because it is, you know, a fantasy because there is a portal and there are, supernatural creatures i think it's more gods though but it does feel very fey um so i knew there was a fantasy element so whereas like you're reading a normal horror story uh you expect it to all be explained away and it for it to be like rational or if it's like supernatural you're like okay there's there probably are actually ghosts but since this is a fantasy blending the supernatural <laughs> and the like gothic horror i didn't really know where it was gonna go so i'm like okay is all this gonna be explained away were, were these not actually ghosts I, or is it gonna be this like super happy exciting like ending where no one actually died they were just you know i'm not gonna give my theories away because some of them are wrong um and if, you, <laughs> if you're hoping for that theory to be true and you realize i'm saying it and it's not true you might be like kind of sad because i was Okay, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I don't want to spoil it. But anyways, I will just say <laughs> it was like I didn't quite know like what to expect. And I had my theories. I was there's a romance. There's a guy. But then I'm like, oh, but like, is he, is he the bad guy? Like, because, you know, it, it was fun. I, I do want to give the warning, though, that, um, you know, there are for people who don't like darker books and don't really like the horror aspect, people do die in this. I will say that it's not something where at the end – like, none of it ever happened. Everyone's, all the 12 sisters had never died. You know, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that people, deaths happened in this book. So just know that. If you're not into that kind of content, you might not like it. I really liked it because I do really love horror books. Or not horror. I like thriller. I don't read a lot of horror. Um, but I like horror shows. And so this kind of blended a lot of fun things. And it's like nothing like I write. I do not write thriller or horror. Um <laughs> in my fairy tale retelling so it's super fun to see that twist yeah i'm just like gushing about it but it was cool i kind of want to read it again on real book because um in audiobook sometimes i tune in and out and in the end where it gets pretty trippy i would just realize i'd tuned out a little bit like wait what <laughs> <laughs> What's up, yeah is it um is it a standalone it is it's a standalone so it's you okay. get the resolution at the end um for people i feel like a lot of people read it around halloween it's a too. good one to read around halloween and okay i'm just gonna some people might hate me for this but i'm sorry if you do <laughs> need to be spoiled uh, about whether or not there is a happily ever ever after romance if you don't want to hear that plug your ears for about 10 seconds but if you do want to hear it it is <laughs> because i need it like i was getting so stressed out I'm like i don't know if i picked the right book if this like ends up being tragic I can't yeah. handle this, and I'm going to be so upset. Okay, this upset. is so funny, because I actually have started this book and not finished it yet, and I was like, no, I oh, need to okay. know if there's happily ever after okay. or not. So You're going to get to that. a point. You guys still stop listening to me if you don't hear. You're going to get to a point where you're going to be, like, wanting to be so upset. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Just finish, Just finish the book. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny, though, because I have that book and I've had it basically since it came out. And I just I think it was in one of like the boxes that I was subscribing at at the time. And it came in and like, I don't I didn't get any of that from the cover yeah. and the blurb i don't know so like yeah, that sounds cover... way more like my book yeah, no you <laughs> cover like look it. so much more like a 
like a pirate story I thought it was going to be Little Mermaid because yeah. someone said it was a fairy tale retelling and then I was like oh okay and I looked and I'm like Little Mermaid or Pirates or something like that yeah and then, yeah. Like, and then I was like wait this is I had that's one of the the times where I had to go and look and see in um the reviews I had to read that because I was oh, starting okay. I'm like wait what what retelling is this and then the review said it's 12 Dancing Princesses I'm like okay I kind of now I can see where this is going to go because it didn't it didn't start really quick with the slippers and the like you know that storyline that we're familiar with from like the original so that took a while and for you were that already part. down for princesses at the beginning yeah so i'm like yes that's the tone right there wow yeah so now like i want to read think it you'd like, like it. I, it's, I mean, it's just been sitting there volume is like a funeral this is yeah volume is having the opposite yeah. reaction people actually <laughs> die like, no, thank you <laughs> I actually do not like that kind of book usually, but I have really enjoyed what I've read so far. And because it doesn't take it over the top. It's not super, I mean, there's some parts that are unsettling, but it's not overly gory. Um, But yeah, the the deaths that do happen are like sad. So it it does have some grimmer content, but um, yeah, I really liked it. And if there were, I would totally read other, if this ended up being like a series of standalones that had like uh, Victorian era feels with like some gothic horror and like mild supernatural thriller, Mixed with fairy tales, I would read it again. I'd read another one because it was cool. It was it was very different. Like, that what was are you such gonna do a with Rapunzel? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> she should do the little match girl. Oh my gosh. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Nobody wants that in a book. Nobody <laughs> wants the little match girl. There's a reason why that's a not ending. a fairy tale. Unless it has a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just that one will let you rewrite the ending. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, I'm going to have to read that now. Not that I, you know, my list is getting any smaller. (laughs) Um, But I just, I love this part of the podcast where you guys read books that I have literally been living on my shelf for years and like convince me to read them <laughs> like this is this is how people should promote their books okay it's just like talk about them friends like talk this. About yeah them. exactly yes. yeah. agree yeah that's really funny to me because yeah I I guess I didn't really read the blurb on that one either <laughs> and I was just like not I, I, I didn't read it I only knew that it had ghosts because of bookstagram People talked about. They're always like, "Oh, it's oh. the perfect," and everyone called it atmospheric. Oh, like, oh, that's a, for an atmospheric yeah. book. This one, that's I'm a like, good. Whatever that means, okay. It's a good term. <laughs> it's vague, but it works. That usually means it's gothic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, like it usually has like some supernatural, like mystical mystery with it. Well, that's a good sure. word to describe it then. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. I remember thinking I it was I'm a very it. pretty cover, but looked a bit dark. So I guess I am correct. Yeah. <laughs> you That's are correct on both accounts <laughs> you know your colors yeah. <laughs> um okay well i i think this is actually perfect segue into my book because my book is not like a pretty fairy tale retelling either <laughs> <laughs> um so i read the reign of shadows by sophie jordan and um i am going to preface this with the fact that i do love sophie jordan i've talked about her before on the podcast Um, I think she writes really like fast paced, um, very, how do, how do I put this? Like very YA-esque stories, like the, like the formula for what a YA book is. Like, I feel like she just like hits all the points for it. And so that's like, I knew that going into this book and it is a Rapunzel retelling. Oh, I guess I should okay. say that. Oh, cool. <laughs> First of all. There are not many of those, I feel uh, like. They're not. At least not in, not there are more indie Rapunzel retellings, yes. but not as many. 
yeah, not as many trend for sure. So this one um, has a beautiful cover, which is like pulled me into it. And it has like nothing to do with Rapunzel either. I guess I, I might have like thorns on it. I don't know. But um, basically, it's a story of Luna. And 17 years ago in this world, an eclipse happened and it like sent the whole kingdom into darkness, perpetual darkness. And then there's like maybe like one hour of the day where it's kind of tiny bit of light. And so like if you're traveling or if you're doing anything, like that's the time that you do anything. And um, during the chaos of like the eclipse, um, the even uh, chancellor murdered the king and the queen of this uh, kingdom and like took the throne. And so Luna is a lost princess and she's been in hiding in this tower um, since then. So like she's basically grew up in it this whole time. Um, and everybody thinks that she's dead and that's how she survives basically. And so she has like a caretaker that lives with her. This is a spoiler that is not in the summary for the book, but it, you kind of, I mean, it's like with the, the first, within the first like 10 to 20% of the book, I think. And I can't like talk about this book without spoiling this part. So if you don't want to know anything about the reign of shadows <laughs> just skip to the end of this episode um but basically luna is not only the lost princess living in this blackened world but she is a blind so she's basically had to grow up in this um tower and this world has these um creatures that come out during the night which is perpetual so all the time <laughs> they're called the dwellers and they're kind of like i just i don't know what they are per se they're i thought they were kind of like maybe like zombie-esque creatures but i don't think think they are but they're just they're terrible right and you don't want to be out where they can get to you and so um it helps that they live in the tower so anyway that's like the setup of her life and she obviously just wants to get out of the tower because i mean why would you want to live in a tower mm -hmm. but um she meets a archer that like comes through basically where she's at um and uh then the tower is attacked and then her she escapes with this um mysterious archer that comes in um and yeah so like then it's like just their story like trying to make it through this darkened land and they're in the forest too so it's like it's not just that it's perpetual darkness but it's like there's creatures and there's like all these dangers and blah 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 and there's like secrets and all that good young adult jazz that we love so much um <laughs> so and i i really loved it i thought it was really really fast-paced um and i also have to say that i love that sophie's characters like the main character is always just a little bit young like when you meet a 17 year old kid in a lot of young adult fiction they're they act like an adult like they can handle everything they're like whatever and i love that but sometimes i love that they're not like for luna like she meets this guy she can't see and as they're like <laughs> you know trying to run for their lives she's just like but i just want to know what he looks like like is he handsome like <laughs> you know and it's just such a girl thing that like especially like a teenage girl thing that i just like love that i love that like she like brings in those like you know and i know like some people just really hate that so they're like oh my gosh she just like sounds so young and why is she thinking about and like don't what read he young adult like? yeah, yeah exactly. i'm like just get out of here i don't, don't get no anyway. go find your own genre <laughs> yeah anyway so i really like that um 
So it is kind of darker, obviously, because she has to struggle with like being blind. And then she lives in this world where there's like these creatures that are not kind <laughs> to anybody. And, um, you know, she meets this boy that just kind of changes everything that she like knows about the world. And um, there is a huge cliffhanger at the end of book one. Oh. <laughs> I have to tell people that because oh. it's it's big and it's only a duology. So like both books are out you can pick up book two and read it uh which i highly suggest if you're gonna read this book to do that <laughs> but yeah i just really loved it and i love that it was a rapunzel retelling and i haven't read one um in a really really long time and it just i don't know it was well written and i liked that it was a little bit more darker than i would have like expect because you know like okay i Everybody, when I say Rapunzel retelling, everybody goes to Tangled, like 100%. (laughs) Like, I don't think anybody knows that there's ever any other (laughs) Rapunzel retelling out there. Right. There's Crest. Yeah, which, yeah, it makes sense. But, like, but that's okay. But you have to Tangled, that's like the fluffy, happy, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very sweet story. (laughs) Yeah. And so then, like, Reign of Shadows is not that. (laughs) That was funny. Um, but That's I so like interesting that. that she made the Rapunzel blind, though, instead mm-hmm. of the prince. Although, I guess it's, he's not a prince in this, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't know anything about him. Like, there are secrets that he's keeping as well. And then she oh, finds so out stuff about herself. Prince, huh? Like, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you don't we'll have know. to read to find okay. out. Yeah. And that's funny, too, because she's not a princess in the original either. Like, she marries a prince so that's I, that's interesting because we're so used to rapunzel her being the princess where yep. she is the princess but that's mm-hmm. not how it is in the original so that's interesting that's cool yeah, so i just really like that i really like that it was like a different take on it and it was like a little bit darker is there any lettuce that's what i have to know about the rapunzel retelling or or radishes or or radishes yes <laughs> i mean they live in the world of darkness. But what do they eat? <laughs> they gotta eat something. So they, they don't do have I lettuce crops to save her mother's <laughs> life, and then she dies anyway. Nothing like that. Yeah, no. Um, no, I'm trying to think. I feel like uh, there are like it is really cool to see um, Luna, the main character, being blind and still being able to do everything. Like she has lived with this her whole life, and so she has like, you know figure it out how to do everything like she takes care of like the garden she takes care of like the chopping of the wood she takes care of this she takes care of that you know what I mean like it's really cool to see her taking care of all these things while being blind and um having to like figure out you know how to live in already a dark world full of dangers that she can't see because obviously like you know people who are blind like they have really good hearing they have other senses that are heightened and stuff but seeing this in a in another sense because it's like a fairy tale we know (laughs) and you just take that in I just found that really really interesting and I like that the way she did that so that's cool yeah sounds like a good one I need more Rapunzel retelling, man. I love Mm -hmm. Rapunzel. I'm trying to figure out how to write one, but it is a tricky one. I'm like, (laughs) do we need to have hair long enough to drop to the bottom of a tower to be a Rapunzel retelling? I guess that's my thought. She just has to have long hair. Tricky (laughs) to manage. That's funny. It's funny, though, because my very first take on a fairy tale retelling that, like, a half-finished draft that I have sitting in 
my folder is a Rapunzel retelling, oh, nice. oh, but it has funny. dragons in it. Ooh, <laughs> Everything's dragons. better with dragons in it. I remember, yeah, I, I remember you telling us that. Yeah, that's like my one thing, which is like the most random. Like everybody always, my mom was like, "Aren't you gonna do a Little Mermaid one?" I was like, "No, I just wanted to do a Rapunzel one." Like, <laughs> I I, I always love it. it too. So you know, in my re- fairy tale retelling series that may or may not ever get written, but I have outlined. <laughs> she's a singer. The fact that she can sing is a really big deal because that's important in the original fairy tale. That's how the prince finds hers because right, she sings, right. you know. So I always love that when stories incorporate that because mm-hmm. I'm sort of a singer. I wish I was better than I am, but I can sort <laughs> of sing. So I always like that. <laughs> that's a thing in books. I'm just tucking this all away. I'm like, sooner or later, I'll probably get to Rapunzel. I have an idea of how <laughs> to tie it in. Notes. So write it perfectly just for me, the way that I like oh it. My gosh. <laughs> or you could write your own book <laughs> so that we can read it. Exactly. I think Kay would be really good at fairy tale retellings. I, so. I would read that. Yeah. I would just love them so much i just need I to know. do it someday i will you do. someday yeah. do. next series next series not the next series <laughs> the, the, next the one after that <laughs> the next series after next I, you'll still probably get to it while i'm still writing rate I go. planned it's probably gonna be <laughs> who knows over here is still like not there <laughs> you guys should see her, her, her head right now yeah. <laughs> like, okay come on now I have too many other series I have to write first. She says she loves fairy tales, but does she read? <laughs> You'll believe Prove it. it. We're <laughs> waiting to find out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I just, like I said, I love fairy tale retellings. I'm really glad we did the stroke just because, like, it's so. We could talk about it for another 24 hours. Non-stop. For pretty much ever, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we just love it. So, yeah, let's talk about some uh, recommendations that we had. Um, obviously, I think everybody that listens to this podcast uh, should have already read Hannah and Tess's books. But if you haven't, this is a perfect excuse to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because they're amazing and they're so different. Like I said, like, just because you don't like. You've had bad experiences with Beauty and the Beast once. Doesn't mean that you will again. Read Hannah and Tess's books. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah's book is The Rose Gate. That was my first book I ever read by her. Well, I mean, it's, it's the also first her first book she ever wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and I read it, so I'm cool. Anyway, it's so sweet. It's super sweet. And it's just like the cutest story. I love it so much. Um, and then Tess's book, I feel so bad. I haven't even read it, but it's called Curse of the Wolf King by Tasanya Odette. And it, it takes place in her fairy What's it called? How do you pronounce it? Oh, I hate world? saying it out loud. It's Fairwave. So it used to be the Fair Isle. For reasons I will not spoil at the end of the Fair Isle trilogy, it is now mm-hmm. called Fair Wave. I mean, it that it name really existed. Cool that yeah, it does. It looks a lot better written <laughs> down. The name existed before, but now it the Fair Isle is Fair Wave. So that's my that's my Fay world. That's the name of it. Yeah. So I have read her to carve a Fay heart, which also takes place in that same world, and that book is also excellent. But it's just not a fairy tale retelling. No. Um, so this Curse of the Wolf King is a Beauty and the Beast retelling, which takes place in that same world. So that is I really have cool. read it. I can oh, can vouch for it being <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. So mine are like the sweet. I have lots of pastries and animal sidekicks and. People only ever kiss in my books and Tasanias also are like, they're not like 
dark. There's still, I think, like a light, enjoyable kind of read. Um, but she is a little steamier than me, and there's a little more angst <laughs> and things going on. But uh, it's like pick your flavor. Yeah, in case you're in the mood. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Yep. That's they're a good. both good flavors. It just depends on your mood. One of them has a little yep. bit of jalapeno with the strawberry and the banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah. You had a series you wanted to talk about. I did have a series. It's a trilogy. It's called The Scarred Mage of Roseward by Sylvia Mercedes. Sylvia Mercedes. Um, The book one is called Thief. And it is, um, like, it's fantasy romance, I would say. But not, like, it's not heavy romance. And it's got tension, but no sex in it. So it's, like, it's... (laughs) between mine and Tasanya's books (laughs) as far as he level if you've ever read them um and I think it's really interesting it's got this like this girl watch she's a thief and very unrefined and running from someone and washes up on this island where there's this mage who is scarred this is why it's called the scarred mage of Roseward um (laughs) so he's you know the beast character but he is not the bad guy the bad guy is the rosebush Oh, um, <laughs> <The> rose bush. <laughs> it's like I can't even explain too much because it's a, like you don't it find out until the end. It makes but sense it's, there's in the this, book. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, it's like this sentient, like rose bush, rose thing. <laughs> she like lures people in with her roses, and like you enter this kind of nightmare dreamscape Ooh. if you're in there and she tries to like it's like this whole thing um it's actually much creepier than i usually read oh wow books, okay it's like still interested still seeing what's going on it's a trilogy um, it is a trilogy they're all out um and they're pretty fast paced like i read them all back to back in a week or something cool so i think it's fun it was definitely like it's beauty and the beast inspired with the whole like here I am in a, it's not even really a castle. I don't know. I think they're in a t- lighthouse tower or something because the castle's taken over by the creepy rose. I thought you were going to say tent. A tent? No, a they're tent. not in a tent. Um, when she starts that, I was like, what? And it's, yeah, it's it's cute. I enjoyed it. And also a little bit on the gothic side a bit with the manor infested by nightmarish rose creature. Ooh. So, Sounds good to me. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah, Tess, you had one too, yeah, right? Yeah, so uh, my recommendation is Fly With the Arrow by Sarah K.L. Wilson. Um, this one is a Bluebeard retelling. And more, I would probably say it's a little bit more on the inspired, um, inspired by Bluebeard. Because it's not, it doesn't stick with the original Bluebeard story because if you've read that it's real dark (laughs) (laughs) yeah the original bluebeard is real dark but it definitely has those elements so i don't know maybe it could still be considered a retelling but just don't expect it to be like like don't be scared away because like if you know bluebeard you're like nah he's not my love interest but like this bluebeard is your love interest i really liked it um and I think it's a trilogy because I know the like the story arc is not finished by the end of book one and it has a bit of a cliffhanger, but it was just so good. I read it really, really fast. Um, I was just really impressed by how uh, I could like Bluebeard. I was just like, oh, how are you going to pull this off? You're going to make me like Bluebeard? And um, yeah, it was... Um, 
it was super whimsical like the whimsy reminded me of like an enchantment of ravens and it kind of has that little bit of like the dark cool. element too you know with the with the fae um and this is like it's like a fae series but they're not called fae they're called like the widden brand um so if you like fae this is like very similar to like a fae world but it has like a lot of whimsy um it's like there's some humor and yeah it was really good and i'm really excited for uh book two which is coming out later this year i believe i remember looking at that one and i had forgotten that it was a fairy tale retelling it was kind of on my i mean bluebeard radar. is not like i've never read no. a bluebeard retelling and maybe i saw that and was like oh well maybe i'll pick it up because yeah, i do like maybe sarah kale like, wilson how can you make me like bluebeard? no it's you, ha- you have to give it a happens. chance yeah it's That's and cool. you know she doesn't she's not like one of those writers who's gonna write like um you know anything like super yeah. dark and grim yeah. or anything like she so like if you like her writing in general like you're it's gonna be along with like her same brand there's just more romance than like um and this one doesn't like get into like steam or anything they're still in the building up the tension stage in book one but, <laughs> nice. yeah it was really good it's my um I've only read a couple of books by her but it's definitely my favorite yeah well um if you guys ever want to check out any of these books that we talk about we do have a bookshop page and I leave the links in the description and everything so you can find them easily in one place also I'm Amazon book club for the ebooks because I can't add those to the bookshop so um, there is always a way for you guys to pick up these books because I think you should, especially, you know, Hannah and Tessa's books. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no. Uh, next week, Hannah and Kay actually will be back with us, uh, joined by Joanna. But Tess is leaving us. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be back. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. So um, I do want to know what everybody's reading this week. So we'll do that before we uh, sign off. Uh, but Kay, what are you reading this week? Well, I'm, spoiler, you're going to hear about this book again next week, but I'm reading the Caraval series. Okay. I love it. Cool, cool. It's not a spoiler. Just, I'll be talking spoiler about it again later. About... <laughs> Hannah, what about you? Um, actually, like, I finished two books yesterday, so I don't oh, know what, what I'm reading You're in tonight. between books. Maybe I'll read Fly with the Arrow. Oh, I just finished yeah. Raybearer, uh, Raybearer by Jordan, I can't remember her last name. And it was so good, and you guys should read it. I was, I don't know. Sometimes you, like, pick up a book, and you're like, everyone says this is good, so maybe I should try and read it. And then you're like, oh, it is really good. I should have picked it up sooner. <laughs> so Raybearer is super fun. It's, like, great pacing and fun characters and a cool world building, and you should all go read that. Okay. Awesome. Tess, what about you? I'm reading Rule of Wolves, and it is yet another very long book that's going to take me a long time to finish because I take so long reading long books. I've been I wondering. didn't realize it was I a need long to one. read that I one. I mean, it's like under 600 pages, but anything over 400 for me, I'm like, that's long. Buckle up. You have to say <laughs> under 600. That's long. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like 400, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's good. Yeah. 400 is good for me. Um, anything between four and five, I'm like, a li- I'm like, okay, I will be ready gonna to brace yourself yeah, a bit. Yeah, for some reason, yeah. I'm a lot. Oh, and okay. I'm at least in the King of scars duology and i think also i don't remember if it was like this in the other books but her chapters are so long 
for <laughs> what I mean. Like, <laughs> our, when they're not yeah, like, I write, like, or I read, like, a lot faster if there's a lot of, like, shorter chapters. I do, like, too. I'm, I'm like, you're always, yeah. like, just one more exactly. chapter, one more like, chapter, oh, that one was more fast. chapter. Yeah. I, can, I definitely have time for it's one more. two in the morning. And you do it forever, but if you go and you flip to the next chapter, and you're like, okay, so I have 20 pages, like, should I look at my phone or read another chapter? I'm like, I'll look at my phone and read this one tomorrow. So it just, it's different because it's like, maybe I would have read the same amount, but, like, the incentive is different for a long chapter book like i don't know i wonder how many well, people are like that like, king of scars was like i just wanted to skip all of nina's pov chapters yeah. and i've heard that rule of wolves is exactly the same i actually <laughs> asked someone i'm like can i just skip her whole plot line and they were like unfortunately at the end you need to know what happened and i was like dang it i just don't care she's so depressing yeah so i've been like bracing myself for because i want to read more nikolai yeah, I'm, I'm, I like, okay, I like this one better so far. Like, it's the, it's keeping good. my attention a little bit better than um, King of Scars. So I'm looking forward to reading it, but I, or finishing it, but I'm just, it's going to take a while. <laughs> um, I'm reading Dreams Lie Beneath by Rebecca Ross. Um, this comes out in November. It has the prettiest cover. Mm. Yeah, I love her books so much. So I'm like really excited about um, getting an early copy of it because it's, like, I've been wanting to read it, so I didn't want to wait till November because I'm like that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm very excited. So, yeah, thank you for listening to The Reading Queens. Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And then stay tuned for next week. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.